Hello, and welcome to To 18 Time, a podcast by two guys with an approximate knowledge of many things. I'm Feats. And I'm Tommy. And yet again, we are not alone in the studio today. We have someone with us. Kelsey, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Kelsey, and I'm here to chill, I guess yes. you could say. Yeah. Kelsey is a uh, long-time uh, 218 roommate, and true. she's joining us this week to talk about some fun things that have been, I don't know, brought up to my mind now that we're coming up on the official end of summer by the time this episode comes out. So, got me thinking about uh, some of your past experiences that you've told me about, Tommy, working mm. in amusement parks. Oh yeah, for quite a while I worked at a local amusement park that uh, is near us, or at least near to me for, well, I mean, it was two summers, which is a fair amount of time. Mm. Especially with the hours that you worked there? Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. 60 plus uh, some weeks. Yeah. That was only, uh, that was that was all after I was 18, though, because before I was 18, they couldn't do that legally. But... Yeah. Did... Yeah. How does that work? I know where I work, we do have, I work in retail, and of course we have, uh, you know, people under the age of 18 working at the store too, and I know they're, they're not allowed to work uh, above four-hour shifts. Well, um, so basically since I'm, I'm part-time, the way it works is before 18, you're just allowed to work a maximum of 40 hours, uh, unless you're 15, I think it changes there. But if you're uh, 16 or 17, you can only work like a maximum of 40 hours. But since I was part-time and I was above 18, they could basically give me as many hours as they wanted, and they didn't have to pay me overtime. Wonderful. Yeah, so I worked, like when I say I work 60 hours work week, 60 hour work weeks, I worked 60 hours, and I did not make overtime. So, you know, fun. That was always a lot of fun. Yeah, it- it sounded like you didn't really have a good time when you worked there. I mean, generally. Obviously, I'm sure there were positive experiences. Yeah, so, well, so overall, it was not at all a bad experience. Um, like, I think as a first job, it definitely was not the worst I could have gotten. In fact, far from it. Overall, it was, like, a pretty solid experience. I personally wasn't a huge fan just because, like, I'm not one for being yelled at, and that happened a lot with, uh, you know, with guests. But that's, and I didn't even work the rides. I worked for the games. I was so I did like all the, all the games that everyone says is rigged, even though they're not, because uh, they can't. If they are caught to be rigged, the park would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But I did learn a lot while I was there, especially just about amusement parks in general mostly that most of the money from an amusement park that does have games in it most of the money comes from the games like most like probably upwards of 50 percent which is a lot like people think it's just the food or it's just the admission nah the amount of money people spend on games ridiculous wow yeah i once had a man spend over a hundred dollars on one game Oh my god. Yeah. That's commitment. Oh yeah, it was $10 a play, which is already a lot of money. And he really wanted this one prize that was probably worth about $10. Um, yeah, he spent, I would say the better part of an hour, just playing the same game over and over again. Did you get it? Like, did you give it to him? Can you give it to him? You can't just give it to him. There are some games where you can kind of get away with that, and I would occasionally. But, um that game you really could not so oh man That's i don't even think he got it <laughs> i remember he was kind of pissed wow. at the end uh because he couldn't get it and i was like what what do you want me to do like i was like you didn't have to pay all that money my guy there was one time where this so the the game that was ten dollars it was a basketball game and it was like it was like a three-point game so you had to shoot behind the three-point line and if depending on how many baskets you got in like, depending on how many baskets you got in, you got a prize. And this one guy was being a complete ass and runs up and, like, tries to dunk the ball. And I'm like, dude, 
no, get out. He's like, what? And I'm like, dude, just just go. Just go. And so he tries to come back and play again, Dang. and I was like, dude, you're not playing again. And he, like, was like, why not? And I was like, bruh, it's three-point challenge, not dunk challenge. And he got really mad at me. Um, he was like, I'm... I'm you don't gotta disrespect me like that. And I was like, my guy, I'm being paid less than uh, what I'd be paid over the border right now. The worst thing you, the best thing you could do for me right now is fire me. Or get me fired, please. <laughs> um, nah, but I, as much as I, I have in the past, I don't, I don't know on this show, but in the past I have shown disdain from working there. It was not a bad experience. The people who like worked there were all awesome. Um, I made some great friends there. It was, like I said, it was really just... I don't respond well to pressure, and a lot of the guests mm. would put me under pressure, and I would not know what to do, and I would panic. As well as just, like, because I would work such long hours, I wasn't able to see a lot of my friends. And that also, you know, that put a damper on my summer. So I was like, I would rather yeah, get totally. uh, a job with different hours, I guess. That's kind of... That was where I was. And then, of course, you know, all this all this uh quarantine stuff happened so it wasn't happening anyway not going back either way yeah yeah but i mean it's and it's also it's a great park too like i i I also love going there yeah i mean it's it's just a great experience in general i've been lucky enough that in my life i've been able to go to a handful of theme parks Mm a couple times over my life um this particular one that we're talking about like we said it's close enough to us that i've been a couple times and even though i'm not like a huge kind of thrill ride person like i'm not the biggest on roller coasters and stuff like that it's still just a very fun place to be there's a lot of fun stuff to do hanging out there with your friends can be fun because you're just you can goof around and by goof around i don't mean you know (laughs) just like destroy the rules of the basketball games or something like that but you know you're just having a good time with your friend as long as you don't give the workers crap it's a good environment like you'll be fine yeah exactly oh yeah no they're great and uh this one has a ton of dope rides too so it's a lot of fun yeah yeah i have been lucky enough to as you said feats go to multiple different theme parks in my life that was kind of like a go very go-to vacation thing for my family mm. and I. Growing up, I was very lucky to be able to go to Disney World every year. We are part of their like vacation club program, which kind of only adds on to us going more, I guess you could say. I got you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if needed, I can explain how it works because a lot of people get confused by how it works, which is surprising to me. I mean, go for yeah, it. I don't, I, I've never heard of it. So, the Disney Vacation Club program is you buy a membership like you do with any other, you know, vacation club that you yeah. enter. But instead of, like, getting, like, a place that's yours or something, you get something called points. And, you know, however amount you pay going in, like, per year or whatever, you get a certain amount of points, which you can use towards hotel rooms at the Disney properties. Mm-hmm discounts is all over the world too so like i can use them in like shanghai or japan or california you know really wherever there is a, a hotel a disney hotel establishment yeah i can use those there could you use them on one of the cruises that i did not know yes you can actually if you have enough points you oh. can use them on the cruises you can also i know i haven't my family and i haven't looked into this because we never really utilize the points for this but you can also apply those points to, like, the Adventures by Disney program, which is, like, where you can travel the world and everything and, like, stay at various hotels that Disney either owns or has a partnership with. I think, like, we can use our points to stay at, like, various hotels in Boston if we wanted to or other cities across the world. But, yeah, no, it's very, it's a very extensive program, and I recommend it to anyone who you know is interested in i guess living that disney life you could say who's a Uh, nerd like you yeah who's a complete disney nerd like me but yeah i think you get like perks too which is fun you get a discount i'm just rambling right now anyways 
I mean, no, yeah, no, no like, I, I didn't even know any of this stuff existed. Oh, yeah, no, it's huge. And even, like, the rooms if for people who are, like, really interested when they're traveling to just not stay at your stereotypical, like, hotel room with, like, you know, two beds or whatever. Like, the rooms we receive are called villas, and they're basically just, like, mini apartments. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so you have, like, the option of, like, a full kitchen if you want to. And they provide you with everything, like, you know, dishes, cooking I mean, hey, tools. They'd better. It's the mouse. I know, right? Will Michael Mouse <laughs> hand deliver me a home-cooked meal whenever I want it? Yeah, I mean, like, there's room service. <laughs> All right, that's, uh, Michael that's Mouse. close enough. <laughs> You're his... What? I just We're like... formal on this podcast. I just like Michael Mouse. His, isn't his full name Mortimer? His full name should be no, Mortimer. No, 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 no. He was originally going to be called Mortimer. Mortimer. Yeah, and, and then, then they were um, like, no. And then uh, Walt Disney's wife was like, ALMAO, nah, that's lame. Name him Mickey. And then uh, <laughs> it ended up being one of Mickey's nephews was named uh, Morty, and the other one was Ferdy. And now I know why you know this, because it always comes back to DuckTales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I was lucky. So I guess. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to continue. I was lucky enough to go to uh, Disney my entire life. And I've also been to Universal and Islands of Adventure once in my lifetime. Uh, and then I also, unfortunately, went to... I shouldn't say unfortunately, I'm sorry. I also went to SeaWorld. You could say unfortunately. Hey, you're... <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I watched Blackfish with my family, and we were absolutely horrified Tears were shed. It was this whole ordeal. But then I've also went to, like, various, like, I wouldn't say smaller owned, but, like, you know, they're not owned by a giant chain company yeah. that practically yeah, owns everything in this world. I mean, dude, Storyland? I went to Storyland a lot growing up. Uh, and I've also went to Santa's Village, which is, like, yes. a Christmas-themed park. You can honestly, like, I don't even care. We can we can name where I work. But have you, have you, I mean, hey. have you been to Canopy? I have been. To, I've been to Canopy twice. Gotcha. Ironically, um, my family and I were talking about Canopy a few days ago because they were watching uh, Ray Donovan, the show, and two of the characters who are supposedly from the New England area were talking about how they used to cause like you know chaos or like go to uh, Kenobi. Um, ah. And so it took my they? parents like. A solid minute to figure out what they were talking about, and finally, my mom was like, "Oh, Canopy!" <laughs> but yeah. theme parks were such a big thing in New England. Like, I never thought about it because yeah. you've had Coney Island down in New York. That's true. I mean, you had Coney Island. You had Paragon Park in, I believe, it was Hull, Massachusetts, or Nantasket, Massachusetts, in that area. Don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, it was a really old theme park that my parents grew up going to. Like, that was their, like, Disney and, like, their Storyland, Santa's Village Canopy type thing. Uh, like, I've heard so many stories where, like, my mom almost, like, fell off the roller coaster there. Because, you know, safety wasn't a big issue back then, you know? Oh, well, yeah, that's not at all terrifying. Yeah, she remembers. Yeah, it was like, the, however, whatever time it was. Yeah, like people used to fall off the roller coaster, like the big roller coaster, because like back then you didn't like pay for a ticket and like you know go on all the attractions. You kind of just paid per attraction. And so I remember my dad went with you know his mother and his siblings, and she like pulled out her like wallet to like give the the guy a dollar to like you know get a ticket and. The guy was like, oh, miss, you handed me too much. Like, it's it today. It's like 25 cent day. And she was like, what's 25 cent day? It was like something like ridiculously low. And my dad said ever since they figured that out, they always went on like 25 cent day. Cent day. <laughs> no because, wonder the know. park doesn't exist anymore. Holy cow. <laughs> well, you know, they were, my dad growing up was in, you know, your typical blue-collar family. Like, my grandfather was, like, a carpenter and I believe also a truck driver. Like, you know, they didn't have the funds to plan any huge excursions anywhere, right. so. Yeah, no, but sure, yeah. that definitely makes sense. I mean, yeah, they're expensive. Theme they parks are, are expensive. expensive. 
I can sit here and tell you right now as someone who recently planned a trip to Disney with her friends. Ironically, during the, like, the whole... So before quarantine started, I was in Disney when it all went down. Like, I planned a vacation, so I know how expensive it is. Shoot. And it, it was crazy. It was literally... It, overnight, like, everything went down. Like, day one, everything was fine. Everything was normal. Day two, we started seeing, like, hand-washing signs pop up. And, like, there was more sanitizing stations, hand-washing stations. That's wow. surprising. Well, the thing is, with Disney, it's like, I recently read an article in The Atlantic about this guy who went to Disney World to write this article. And he was like, it's literally, like, its own, like, Vatican City. Like, Disney has their own like laws their own like fire department police department it's it's basically its own city like they don't really go by it's owned by the mouse yeah it's literally all by the mouse so like when you enter disney property like you go by their rules like if you get a speeding ticket you get it by a disney police officer like it's it's not through like yeah in the greater scheme of things they are part of Florida, I want to say. Yeah, but... I mean, if you commit if you commit a a, fe- a a federal crime, you're still going to federal yeah. prison and not Disney prison. <laughs> not Disney prison. No, um... actually, I, I heard that if you uh, if you get a ticket or something, and if you can find the hidden Mickey on the way to jail, you're you're free. <laughs> <laughs> but like like Disney can like kick you off, like they can ban you from the property. They can like you know they can do all this jazz. Well, I know what I'm gonna do today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting banned from Disney. Nah, I can't get banned from Disney. One of my favorite... I I won't even call it a ride, but one of my favorite parts of an amusement park in the world is there. What would that be? What is it? My favorite part of Disney is probably nobody else's favorite part of Disney. My favorite part of Disney is Tom Sawyer's Island. Oh my god, I love Tom Sawyer Island. It is literally my favorite part. And last time I went, a whole half of it was closed, and I was bummed. It, it's such a fun place to explore. Yeah, the caves just, are like, let your... Yeah, I love the little fort that you go in. And you, it's like... one of the few places where people have died, you know? Actually, that's false. There's there's a lot of places. I don't think we should get into that in this, in this episode, but... That and the Carousel of Progress. Dude, Carousel of Progress, every time. Consistent assassinations. <laughs> It was not a great big beautiful tomorrow that day. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess before we before we dive too deep into like favorite parts and stuff, I wanted to ask Kelsey, being such a I think out of the three of us, you're probably the biggest theme park buff, which is why I thought of you for this episode. I'm curious to hear if what's like the appeal of a theme park for you. I mean, it can be Disney specifically, but just in general, like. What is it about it that makes it so special and unique? I mean, I think a part of it, like you're saying, is that it's this separate world. I'll be honest with you. I genuinely don't know the appeal of any other theme park but Disney. Um, Like, I get it in the sense that, like, yeah, it's a fun place to, like, you know, spend a few hours with your family. But I guess for me, because I grew up, going to disney like all the time we kind of like built a life down there for our for ourselves like you know we have like a like i said like an apartment we go out and we do things and we get lunch you know at epcot before we like you know go and like take a walk around magic kingdom like i don't know it's just i find peace within a i I guess a, a theme park and like just seeing i guess everyone have fun is the appeal for me like there's something to do for everybody and yeah that's what walt disney yeah originally found disney on was that he would take his daughters to like the theme parks around town and he would always like sit there with like his bag of like almonds and watch his daughters go on the carousel and he was kind of like i want to build a place for like families to have fun together dude walt disney got that almond back room. oh true dude that's where he is right now he ain't dead in the back rooms. <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess it's just, you have to, it's just a profound love for just the attention, specifically for Disney, because I can speak on it more, just the profound attention to detail and 
it's also like knowing that you're safe uh because my parents like fully trusted like disney enough to like let me go off by myself and like not do my own thing but like go like pick something up and obviously like come back when i was pretty young like i was like 10 or 12 uh because they just knew it's the most magical place in the world uh, but just like the security and i don't know like i i feel like i'm just rambling now because i genuinely don't know it's just you know it just brings me joy and i want to share it with all my friends that's why i'm like telling everyone like we need to go now <laughs> i miss it no like, yeah my... i i totally get that sorry that's yeah, that's true yeah my sister for my birthday bought me this uh spray from um the magic candle company not sponsored um and they not, sell if you, if you want to sponsor us yeah please us. sponsor them like you guys are great like they have all the scents from like the disney parks and they like put them in like these like bottles like candles and like purell and like car like whatever it's called like car what's it called car um air freshener air fresheners thank you do they have um, they have the turkey drums the drum they sticks. do they do have the turkey drums i, I believe don't know. I don't know if I would ever want a candle to smell like turkey drums, but it's cool that they have it. Um, but, like, I got the scent from, like, the Beach Club Resort, which is my favorite resort. And ironically, it's my favorite resort because it just smells so nice in there. I don't know why. Just every time I smell it, it just, you know, makes me so happy because it brings back a bunch of happy memories for me. So my sister got me a little room spray bottle of that, and it's, it's great. Magic Candle Company, if you're listening to this, Please sponsor this. Please sponsor everybody <laughs> on this podcast. Kelsey will become an influencer just to sell your product. <laughs> just like, for yeah. the candles. Just you to know. sell that that Disney that Disney merch. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hands down. I mean, the more I think about it, though, I think what you're speaking to really rings true with kind of my idea because, like I said, I'm not necessarily always there for the rides for a theme park. I mean, I am. Like, there are rides that I love. I am killer at Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, if I do say so myself. Oh my god, it's Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, you fake fan. Yeah, but have you ever maxed out the points, Feats? I have. Yeah, have you, Feats? Okay, I okay. have. Alright, fine. I guess I'm just gonna get attacked here. Anyway. <laughs> I've never done it, but my dad has. I have. Or dad has. I-, I have a photo evidence I have. You guys are nerds. Anyways. <laughs> I really think you putting it, I, I like the way you put it of how, like, it's, you kind of can build a life down there. Like, even if it's for a small part of the year, you can go there and just be in this separate world and have this whole just life going on, I guess. I mean, look at all of the parks that are kind of coming out, that have come out in the pre- previous couple of years and that are coming out, or the parts of the parks. Like, you have the Pandora that came out, there's the Mario, the Super Mario theme park coming out. There's the Avengers um, campus. What's the word for it? Facility? Command, I don't... It's the command center. Yeah. Like, that's coming That's coming to Disney. And I think... Don't forget, like, Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That's the, other, that's the big one I was forgetting. Oh, yeah. Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. Galaxy's and, Edge, yeah. And, like, all of these places that are immersive worlds. Like, I think that's becoming such a big appeal. And that's not to say anything bad about the other parks like Canopy or that we talked about which is just a more you know generic not in the sense of that it's like bland but in the sense it doesn't have an overall theme but it's got a few themes um, all right yeah I, well it's I, got I, the, I it's got the it's got the old town it's got the water park that's true all right but i think you get my, my point that i'm Dude, trying to get it the water park has lore <laughs> what <laughs> okay so i did this one game and I will unapologetically say it is the wor- it was the worst game. It's actually not there anymore. Two run there. If anybody from Canopy is listening, you know what I'm talking about. It's gone now, so I don't I don't care about saying anything. But during my time there, they had like a thing from the water park, and I was reading through it. There was like lore behind, like there was like this like island goddess who like caused stuff to form, and I think she lost her daughters or something. And she can't find them. Like, like they didn't die. She just can't find them. Uh, this is kind of hype. 
Nah, dude, it was like a full lore. Like, that, I, I spent a good solid hour just pouring over all the stuff they had written. Because, like, even the food bar there, the food bar there had lore. It was. Let kind me of, let me it clarify. Kind of it's not hype that her children went missing. It's hype that there's lore. I I, I don't think people were gonna get offended that a fake goddess is uh, <laughs> children. Uh... <laughs> Suck it, demigods. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, but that's that's commitment. I mean, we were talking about in our YouTube episode about like the Skycorp channel and how it has this overarching theme that ties in all the little bits together. And I think we even talked about that a little bit last week with uh, the Pagan series. How when you have this kind of backing thing that really doesn't it's not that it doesn't matter, but like it's not necessarily you don't need to understand it to appreciate it. But having it there just makes it so much more fascinating yeah like when it ties everything together in these little random ways yeah it was it was it was good stuff it's very good stuff i love that that's so cool but yeah i mean i guess my to bring us back to something we kind of started to touch on is what other iconic like theme park rides and locations are there that really stand out to you guys that you really love or that you find interesting for maybe the history or the lore or stuff like that yeah so i fell down this really just i won't say dark hole but this very (laughs) just really intense i don't like soul see like i don't know what to call it i just discovered deep thank you deep dive into um just abandoned theme parks and abandoned projects specifically by disney because it was just so fascinating to me that something you know i grew up loving and i thought i knew so much about like i really didn't because lo and behold like i'm you know, taking the boat to Magic Kingdom or taking the monorail to Magic Kingdom or whatever, and I'm, like, passing by River Country and Discovery Island, and I'm walking around Epcot, and there's, like, abandoned pavilions with, like, animatronics still inside that I'm sitting next to, and I just have no idea. Like, it was, it's just crazy to me, and I fell down, like, this, just, like, this hole of trying to figure out what was going on, you know? Yeah, I don't it's know if you guys fascinating. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have any experience with that. Like I love watching like Defunct Lands and um Yesterworld. Who else? Um I mean, I've I know you've seen some of these videos too. I've talked about Jenny Nicholson on here before. She's uploaded a handful of videos about like the buzzy animatronic, which is a fascinating fascinating caper to look into that was stolen from Disney by an urban explorer, potentially. Um, no, he wasn't. Ner- okay, okay, hold on. We're going to get deep into this real quick. Okay. It wasn't an urban <laughs> explorer. An urban explorer was accused, or like they, were thought, they thought an urban explorer uh, kidnapped him. It was actually a cast member, an ex-cast member, I should say. He was fired. I don't know why, or he left, I forget. But he had a track record for stealing Disney property, like, straight up from the attractions. Like, he went in and he stole a dress off of one of the Haunted Mansion animatronics and, like, sold it. That ride's great. How dare he? I know. And, like, he, they believe he stole Buzzy. And they, I think they think he has been accused and i may be proven i'm not 100 percent sure of that of stealing at least buzzy's clothing right and his hands however i don't know if he like actually stole the animatronic because the clothes were reported missing before the animatronic was because you gotta imagine like this animatronic's like 300 freaking pounds like, this oh, yeah, is those not are an heavy. easy thing to, like, move. And he's like, on the smaller have... side of an animatronic, right? Like, he's not that big. No, he's not that big at all. Comparatively, and... obviously. Yeah, and he just, like, the hydraulic, like, he was, like, set up. Like, the hydraulic wires were still functioning, and I don't know. It was insane. I don't want to get too deep into it, because I don't want this to, like, drag out forever, but... 
I mean, the Jenny Nicholson video sets up the mystery really well, I would say. Maybe you disagree, but I think you liked that video, too. Um, it sets it up really well. Um, I forget who did a follow-up video, but there was a YouTuber. Oh, Offhand Disney, I believe, is the YouTuber who did the update video and who is the who I first witnessed talk about Buzzy and what went on. So I'd recommend checking him out and seeing what he has to say about it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because, you can check that out. Yeah, he, he did a good job. Yeah. Also, you brought up Haunted Mansion, and I just want to say that the song from Haunted Mansion slaps. Great song. Which one? There's like 15. Uh, Grim, Grim, Grim Grinning Ghosts, I think. I don't know if that's the name, but that one. You can find it all on Spotify. I can sit here and tell you right now. It's the one that yeah. goes, I like the one that goes, oompa, loompa, doopa, dee, doop. That one. That's Dude, my where's, where's my Willy Wonka theme park? I need to make it happen. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the point of the movie, was that it was a theme park that you shouldn't go to. I disagree, and at the same time, I think we should also make a Jurassic Park a real thing, because those two things would just be great, and I've learned nothing. They can't teach me anything. I've never learned anything from a movie. No, but it's a, it's a great song, and it's a great ride. I was just gonna say, it has such a, it has such a, like, creepy energy to it sometimes. I don't know, because thinking about all of the stuff in theme parks that has failed, or been lost, or changed, and a lot of the times it will just kind of be tucked away and it's like i don't know it's spooky yeah like have you guys heard of um beastly kingdom i don't think so no nah, i've never heard of it i don't know i don't so beastly kingdom was supposed to be like the second like section or not the second but one of the sections of animal kingdom when it first opened it was supposed to be a land dedicated to like the mythical creatures and like the animals you heard from fiction and just like your imagination and all this stuff but there was supposed to be like two sides to it like the light and the dark like the, the light was going to have like a unicorn maze and the dark side was going to have like a dragon roller coaster it, and it was going to be built and it was going to be this huge project but last minute they realized that they had to cut either Beastly Kingdom or Dinoland USA, which is the dinosaur section of Animal Kingdom. And Bob Iger decided to cut Beastly Kingdom and keep Dinoland USA because at the time the movie Dinosaur was coming out. Do you guys know remember that movie? It was like for the Iguanodons. Yeah, the uh, the, the CG movie. Yeah. In like 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have so... no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, can you, you'd probably remember more better better than I do, Kelsey. Do you? It's just about like this iguanodon who's like I think lost, and like they're being chased by, I forget. It's not a T Rex, but it's like another dinosaur because they thought that the, I think they thought the T Rex was being overused, so they didn't use a T Rex. They wanted something scarier. Which is fair. I can respect that. I mean, it's better than what Jurassic World did. So. <laughs> so he and they predicted it was going to be like a bo huge box office success. So they were going to like you know, capitalize off it, whatever, whatever. It didn't end up working out. And so, when Beastly Kingdom was canceled, and the the Imagineers were laid off, they actually took the idea for the Dragon Roller Coaster. Universal, which then it became the Dueling Dragons, which then turned into the Harry Potter roller coaster. Wait, really? Um, yeah. That's um, sick. That's a great ride. Yeah, and then that that got destroyed. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. But, yeah, Beastly Kingdom was supposedly in the works by the time Animal Kingdom opened. They were just kind of like, oh, like, phase two of Animal Kingdom, we're going to do Beastly Kingdom. And... They just put, like, Camp Minnie Mickey in there instead, which is, like, a character meet-and-greet. And I remember going to Camp Minnie Mickey and, like, meeting the characters when I was younger, so that's kind of crazy. But they had, like, still little hints of Beastly Kingdom, still in Animal Kingdom to this day. Like, there's a section in the parking lot called Dragon. There's a dragon in the signage of Animal Kingdom. Um, when you go into the front gates of Animal Kingdom... If you look to your left, like the left ticket booth, 
there's a head of a dragon there. They still left the dragon fountain, still like the rock formation still there, because they're supposed to have like a um, dragon fountain, I guess you could say. It's still there. You can still, you can see it when you're crossing the bridge into Pandora. You can see it still. Uh, it's covered in like moss and everything, but it's still there. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like those like lingering references to like cut content in games and stuff where Yeah. I know that's something that Tommy we've talked about talking about on the show before. Yeah. It's fascinating to see that stuff because somebody you know, it's especially in this situation, it sounds like something that at least I probably wouldn't have batted an eye at. I would have been like, Cool. Dragons are animals, that works that checks out, yeah, sure. But like knowing that is so cool. And Disney does that all the time, too. I remember there was a Winnie the Pooh, like, playground. Like, they filled, when they had 20,000 leagues under the sea at Disney World, they filled it up and turned it into, like, Pooh's play corner, which then that got destroyed, and they built the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train on top of it. But they moved the, the, like, main center of the playground to the Winnie the Pooh ride and in that main center of the playground they actually carved a one of the 20,000 leagues under the sea ships into Pooh's house so you can like go and you can see it as a reference to the ride that once was there that's so cool I love that also in Winnie the Pooh Winnie the Pooh used to be Mr. Toad's wild ride ah at least it's the good one (laughs) and if you go into Owl's house like, as soon as you enter the doors, if you just, like, like completely do, like, a 180 to your left, you'll see a photo of Mr. Toad handing Owl the deed to the uh, location of the ride. Uh, I like that. That's kind of dope. That's so, so cute. I love that. So there's, like, such, like, little, like, hints everywhere that, you know, you don't see because they, they hide it. Like, I know um, Splash Mountain, when it was originally built... Um, they had a college student from Florida State University work on it. And before you go up the big drop, you had this little chipmunk that just kind of like popped his head out and it sounded like he was saying a chew. And he was actually saying FSU uh, as a reference to the college student or the graduate of FSU that worked on the ride. So there's there's so many like little things. That's like crazy. I mean, Splash Mountain's practically gonna, you know, it's gonna be gone soon. That's true. Yeah, there's just so many little things. Well, aren't they? It's it's not gonna be gone, aren't they? Uh, changing, just changing its theme. Yeah, they're changing it to um, a Princess and the Frog ride, which I'm here for. Yeah, kind of dope. I'm excited. Tiana needs more acknowledgement. She's she's an amazing Disney princess. Like yeah. as long as I get that drop, I'm down. <laughs> As long as that beat drops. As long that's as all I need. Nah, dude, as long as I just feel my stomach entering my throat as I uh, fall really fast uh, down a tube, uh, I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited rides, for it. My favorite. I will say the last, I don't know how recently you've been, Tommy, but the strangest ride I get kind of scared on is actually the Slinky Dog roller coaster. There's I mean, like I have this... nightmares about Slinky Dog I every day, so... I vaguely remember that. The Slinky Dog roller coaster, like, literally just came out, so... Oh. I don't know how recently you've been. But it's, like, when you go up, there's, like, this curve that, like, it just... I feel like I'm gonna fall out of the ride, which is so scary. But, like, I know I'm not going to. Yeah, no, that, ha- that happens sometimes. I can kind of understand that. Yeah, so, no, I understand the feeling that you want to feel your stomach and you're, like, you're lungs <laughs> i guess you could say yeah i got that no like when you like everything jerks your whole body kind of turns and you're like oh Ooh. yeah Ooh. look i'm a frail boy i don't need to be cheating death any more than i already am <laughs> my bones will snap in half if i if i even set foot in the <laughs> oh, what's the name of the ride the stitch stitch's Terror. great escape yeah that yeah one. that's gone now too that that was destroyed it was lost to time there's a so, really creepy photo of the Stitch animatronic somewhere, I know. Oh, that's so cursed. I know even with that ride, there's a really fascinating story that I learned from a podcast that's not involved by Disney, but 
one guy was coming on talking about Michael Eisner's Disney and of how that started as just like a more generic alien ride and it was like really terrifying. No, yeah, no. So you all know the movie Alien, right? Yes. Yeah, that was based on it was alien extraterrestrial. It was absolutely terrifying and it was mainly because Michael Eisner's teenage son like said to him like you need more like scary rides at the park like stuff for teenagers. Hey, Michael Eisner's son, shut up. <laughs> it's Disney. Um, Michael Eisner was... I, I'll sit here and say this now. He's not very well-liked, I feel like, among like the Disney YouTube community. Like, every time yeah. I watch a video, they just, like, trash him. And, like, I don't... I get it in a way. Like, Michael Eisner was very known for his penny-pinching ways. Which, you know, I don't blame him. When you're in charge of, like a huge company like you know you want to make sure like you know it doesn't go under but at the same time there's been instances where i was sitting there kind of like hey you could have you could have extended a bit more money there yeah i know he's made some like controversial decisions i know correct me if i'm wrong but i believe he was it was under his like supervision or i don't want to say rain because that makes him sound like a tyrant and i don't that's not what i mean but you know under his <laughs> Okay. <laughs> under his under his employment as CEO, I believe, was when they created the studio that was like solely to pump out direct-to-video Disney sequels, right? I don't know. Because he was what he was like mostly through the '90s and then into the very early 2000s, right? I think so. Like Bob Iger didn't like Bob recently Iger's... take over, but he took yeah, over. Yeah, he's been going around for a while. Yeah, but he's now stepping down too, isn't he? I believe you are correct. I believe they're starting that, that process, yeah. Yeah, so Michael Eisner was the CEO of the Walt Disney Company from September of 1984 to September of 2005. Holy cow, that's longer than I thought. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty long time. Too long. But yeah, anyways, the name of the ride was Extra Terrestrial Alien Encounter with Terror in all caps. Fantastic. Um, and it was really scary. Like you were locked. I never went in on the ride, obviously, because by the time it came out, I was one not born, and when it closed, I was like three. So my parents didn't take me on that ride. <laughs> but it was like you were locked in this. Experience. I know you were locked in this room, and like you had like this alien just like coming at you. And, like, it gave the illusion that, like, ate a cast member or, like, one of the employers and... Kind of dope. Isn't the premise that it's, like, you're, like, in the dark and you can't see it and it's the whole, like, oh, you know, the cha like, things are being sprayed on you and... Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like that. And, and then they try to make it, I guess, I don't say more funny, but, like, more child-friendly by, like, lightening it up and making it into Stitch's Great Escape, which... I guess is good, but personally to me, the entire, like, theme, or just the way the ride went about, it w isn't good. Like, I didn't like it. Like, being locked in a room, like, with a restraint, like, that just doesn't appeal to me, you know? And you know what? That's pretty reasonable. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Being locked in a room, my favorite thing. <laughs> like... There's a difference between being on, like, Tower of Terror, where you're on, like, this elevator and you're moving, and then just sitting in a theater with a restraint on you and not moving. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's when I'll start freaking out. That's when all the, uh, the unused animatronics start coming out of the shadows. Can't wait oh, my God. You. That's... <laughs> Buzzy crawls out, bloodied, <laughs> ready for revenge. That's terrifying. No. <laughs> so... What's I up? know. I'm buzzy. I'm buzzy. Meh. Meh. <laughs> I started to a 20s gangster. Yeah, see? Meh. Buzzy. And the sad part is about the whole buzzy thing. Sorry to go back to this, but he was reportedly supposedly going to be saved yeah. for the Disney archives. Which is a place I would love to visit, especially after watching the show Prop Culture on Disney Plus. is really fascinating. So is Buzzy there's... like is Buzzy like perma dead? Is he like gone? Yeah, no one knows where he is. Perma dead. I think they got his like hands back, maybe. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine like some I'm of the person in charge of this. Sure. 
the person in charge of the Disney archives just gets like a letter in the mail and they open it up and it's just Buzzy's hand and it's like if you want the rest of him you'll have to pay. $30.43. But I'm trying to figure figure it out, but I think the clothes are returned because the person who stole them, I'm not going to say who the alleged thief is. Yep. Theft the, God the, is. But the person sold it to an NBA player who was a huge fan of, you know, Disney and didn't even know that he was buying stolen merchandise. And so I think he gave it back. And they sold him the clothes. So he gave obviously gave it back. But I don't think they know like fully where the animatronic itself is. Is there a hashtag going for this that we need to like tag on this episode? Like hashtag justice for Buzzy or something? <laughs> I don't know. I do know though that um I miss my boy. No, it's <laughs> Buzzy. I do know, I'm trying to think that the person who is accused like posted a photo of like this dismantled buzzy head on twitter wow you're really uh helping yourself out there huh bud i didn't do it but here let me show you this <laughs> i think it's like i don't know how it like got into my hands i don't know you weren't I... sure who stole it it was me quarantine tarantino <laughs> i stole it i stole it to fake the moon landing to fake the moon landing yeah but it's crazy like i'm trying i want to see if i can find a list of everything this guy stole like but i remember the the main things were buzzy but what he's being accused of and then they the haunted mansion costume and like wigs i think too like he stole like all these wigs but, like, how he did it was crazy. Like, he snuck in. He pretended to be a cast member. Ocean's 14. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I cut, I I cut you off, though, Feet. So, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, part of me hopes that he hasn't been found by the time this episode comes out. So that we're not just talking about something irrelevant. But the other part yeah, of me is, actually, like, actually. how recent of a thing is this? I, he was, I think he was, um. At least since last, like, early last year. No, there was an update in February. I was just reading. Um, oh, yeah. The guy, the accused, um, has pled no contest to stealing uh, in February of 2020. And avoids jail time, I think. I don't know what no contest means. It's like it's like when you quit the Smash match and nobody wins. No, no contest. contest. Right. Um, it means that Buzzy is now... He is now under no one's ownership. He is a free man. He's just finally. like he's like Marth with a gun. <laughs> I mean, how do we know that Buzzy's not out there in the wild living his life? You know, being an independent animatronic. I the thing is though, people think that Disney just like faked the whole like the whole thing. Like, so he wouldn't get stolen. I don't like. They think that people think that the animatronic is at the archives and just the clothes were stolen. I mean, hey, prop but culture like, guy, you gotta, Dan, I forget, Dan the prop man or something. You gotta, you gotta get into that. Get on it. Figure it out for it. But anyways, if you want to hear his sentence, he got, the guy got 10 years probation and 250 hours of community service in addition to over $25,000 in restitution and court fees. Aw, oh, man. That's him right now. He's like swiper. <laughs> Zoinks. This guy's young, though. He's like only 25, I want to say. So what I'm hearing is our best years are ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we got to do an episode live from an abandoned theme park. <laughs> and return with a souvenir that we raffle off to our listeners. <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly what we want to do. Yep. Which one of you guys wants to get convicted? <laughs> Woo! Oh my god. I mean, so I think we've We've covered the the Buzzy topic. I hope he comes home. You know. Me bring, too. Come home. Come bring home, Buzzy. Buzzy home. <laughs> Buzzy, now I know. I, I was, was wrong. wrong. I, I messed up. up. And I now fu- you're gone. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> Dude, that's. <laughs> Buzzy, come home. <laughs> oh, they're coming. That's gonna come to our mixtape. Just wait. Yeah, we'll we'll have, we'll release some music eventually. It's gonna be good stuff. It'll it'll raise money for the cause. You know. Oh, for, for finding Buzzy. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> or mixtape. 
Free my man, that's Buzzy. The, that's the new movie, also, that we're also making, uh, Finding Buzzy. Directed by Quarantine Tarantino, who has Buzzy. <laughs> of course. Of course. Anyways, I... We were talking about the kinds of rides that we that we enjoy and don't enjoy in talking about the alien ride. I mean, any of these topics we're covering, you can, like we were saying, dive in lots of places to learn more about them. But in talking about the kind of rides that we do like, you know, that kind of like... It gives you that thrill, maybe not so much for me, but for you guys, that physical feeling of, like, you're testing death, you know? Not really, but it's like, your body thinks you are. I guess. I'm much more of a fan of just, like, rides that I can, like, chill on. Like, I love the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yes. Mainly because I love Winnie the Pooh. How do you feel about, uh, the horrifying, ever-scary, uh, small world? I was literally just gonna say, my grandma and I would go on that ride multiple times every time we went to Disney. <laughs> It yeah, was that great. seems like a you ride, Fates. Okay, I see how it is. Wow. You're right, but I don't like that you had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I enjoy it mainly because I it's a classic. Like it was from like you know it's all that's not the identical one from the World's Fair, but it was one of the rides that you know Walt had a decent part in creating. Okay. So. Sure. I will say, it is kind of creepy if you, like, think about it too much. <laughs> if you just sit there and appreciate the artwork, like, you're fine. But, I mean, I love that the there was, like, a court case where this guy sued Disney for damages because he was stuck on It's a Small World for, like, four hours. <laughs> that would probably the, give me nightmares. The <laughs> stuck in his head. But I just found it so funny. That it was just irreversible damages. I mean, like, more power to you, man. But That's I just found it really funny. Well, yeah, so we, we've got a we've got a, a range of interest in rides here, I think. Which yeah. is good. I once rode uh, the log flume ride at Canopy 15 times in a row. <laughs> now, what made you stop after the 15th time? Uh, our bus was coming to pick us up. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so how yeah. How many times would you have gone on it if you could have? What Indefinitely. Think... <laughs> That's just your fate from then on? Yes, I love that ride so much. Dude, I take back what I said about the abandoned amusement park idea. Not just for legal reasons, but probably for legal reasons. But also, we need to do an episode. <laughs> on the log, the log flume. Ride. Yes! Every, like, every two minutes, we just start screaming. And then we stop and we're like, alright, so anyways. And then we're like, alright, we're back in line, guys. <laughs> have you ever um i know in storyland they have a ride called the bamboo shoots which is basically the same thing it's a flume but i remember that when you reach the top of the lift hill they had these like broken pieces of bamboo just like singing a really creepy song like before you bamboo world <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was kind of haunting and for for a kids ride in a kids theme park, man, I was like, "You're gonna crash." I'm like, "Thanks, thanks for that." Bro, it's easy to crash on those rides. So easy. Yeah. Oh, you know it. I mean, so the thing I was gonna say, we'll we'll see how this pans out. But with our wide range of interests in rides, I think we gotta make ourselves our own theme park, right? Oh yeah, I think so. It's easy. Anyone can do it. I've done it before. So I think we need to come up with some ideas for a theme park and for some rides i think we'd be geniuses it'd be great what hasn't yet been tapped in the amusement park world you know what thrilling life experiences haven't been capitalized on i mean i think i think we need a ride based on standardized tests where <laughs> it's another roller coaster we're gonna have a lot of these but every i don't know every few feet let's say just to be generous, the cart gets stopped, immediately just stopped to a halt, and you have to answer a test question, and if you get it wrong, you are ejected from the ride, <laughs> not in a safe manner. Okay. And, and uh, Or you, you could, um... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no say yeah, what you're yeah, gonna I, say, say what you're gonna say. I was gonna say, um, you could do one of those trackless rides, in the sense that, for the SAT one, you roll up to an answer... And 
if you don't get it right, you go one way, and then if you get it right, you go the other way. Yeah, you have to choose, like, A, B, C, or D, and there's, like, four different tunnels. I like that idea, actually. And, like, one of them, it creates, like, a... It's a smooth ride to the next question, and the other three, you go straight for a little while, and then you just drop. (laughs) Of course. And then at the end, you get your SAT scores. But this this does not count as a actual uh, SAT score. Like colleges will not accept it. We won't allow that. Yeah, no. So if you did well, that's too bad. Also, there are hundreds of questions, <laughs> as oh, well yes. as a writing and math portion. You will be yes, on it's, this it's test for fun. hours. You come to the park. This is the one ride you're going on if you choose to go on this ride. Welcome to SAT <laughs> World. <laughs> SAT World, baby. Oh my goodness. Let's see. What else could we capitalize on? The 218 official roller coaster. I assume it's just blasting our podcast in your ears the entire time. It's like um the Aerosmith roller coaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rock and roller coaster. That's my favorite ride. Yeah. That's my so second have, favorite ride. You have every every episode of the podcast playing on top of each other all at once. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going at 60 miles per hour for the entire thing. <laughs> just and your. Then it, you just your feet go welcome to two eighteen time and you just hit the sixty. <laughs> yep, and then at the end, there's another quiz. <laughs> I mean, not to keep coming back to the same well, but I think that a backrooms themed theme park would be fantastic. That would actually be dope. And it like moves around and stuff. Oh, and instead of hurt. people working there, it's just people going around to scare you and they're just like tr- they rush you and stuff. SCP themed. That's just yeah. Halloween Horror Nights. Or Scream Fest, yeah. Dang. The Anxiety Theme Park. <laughs> it's not like... It's not made to like raise awareness or anything like that. No, it just gives just... you anxiety. Yeah. Is, there's you a just, different... like, have a little booth to which ang- which, whichever makes you anxious. Yeah, I was gonna say, you have different themed rides depending on different types of anxiety, yeah. Yeah, or it's just like the uh, what if you said something wrong there roller coaster. <laughs> you're, you're in the roller coaster and you just pull up next to a lady and she says enjoy the ride and it the ride somehow forces you to say thanks you too and then you <laughs> zoom away <laughs> and you, you never get to see them again <laughs> no you see them at the end of the ride <laughs> that's, that's true oh. otherwise it's a great ride though I mean any- Sorry, what? I was going to say, do you have any ideas, Kelsey? So, I've recently been, or haven't recently, but in the past, I learned about the whole, like, family vlogger thing, and, like, people capitalizing off their children. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. That's a big thing right now. So, (laughs) what what type of theme park does this create? Um, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, a like a haunted mansion experience where you're be- you're the child and you're being forced to perform for like the camera <laughs> <laughs> do you want traumatic. the ace family experience where like it looks fun and then it's really not or do you want the daddy 05 experience where you get screamed at oh no <laughs> maybe there's like um a walk around section where it's just people shoving a camera in your face Yes, dude. This I, I'm liking this. And then you can like at the end you can like buy all the footage of you. I was gonna say I think so. I think we can broaden this out to just a all the terrible corners of YouTube theme park. Theme park because you pay people who go around the park and just do really bad and dumb pranks on you. If you're just standing there, they'll go up and they'll be like, "Hey, uh, your your shoes are tied." And then you're like, "What?" And they're like, "Prank." Well, they they they, ra- they range from that to uh, what's it called? Hey, from "Hey, your shoes untied" to "Hey, uh, I just broke your phone and I'm not paying for it." <laughs> Prank, haha. And they, don't you get me started on the beauty them. community section. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is oh, there? God. Is there gonna be a beauty community part where just terrible, terrible drama the entire time you're there? I know what it is. It's okay. It's one of those rides. I forget what they're called. But you're in like you're in like a stationary seat in front of a screen and it like moves in front of the screen. Oh yeah, one of those like Soren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey, what are those called? Motion simulators. I think it might be like I think it's motion something, right? Yeah. Anyways, you're you're from the perspective of a makeup product being made, and you get to see all of the illegal crap they put in there. 
or uh, well, this isn't um, against makeup companies. Like, well, there's a lot of good makeup companies out there who put nice stuff in their products. Oh, of course. Yeah, no. What I was gonna say was, um, there's it, it's instead of the rock and roller coaster, it's the James Charles ride, and uh, it starts off with you just sitting there, and all of a sudden it just goes, "Hey, sisters!" and you go at sixty miles per hour. Wow. And at the end, it's Toddy Westbrook saying, "Bye, sister," and you leave. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm liking this uh this YouTube one though. This YouTube. Yeah, I think I think park. this is the one that would really get us in so much legal trouble. It'd be great. <laughs> I'm genuinely shocked that no one has built a Minecraft theme park already. Come on, come on, Microsoft, step it up. Yeah, actually, that's a fair point. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Mario one does well, if a lot of other, like, big video game IPs kind of try and get in the running and, like, get something. Yeah, I was going to say, now that I think about it, there just aren't a lot of video game-themed theme parks. Yeah, because there have been... Not even, like... Like, I don't know. The first thing that came to mind was the ride based on Tomb Raider, but that was based on the movie. The Fortnite. The Fortnite theme park. It's dug, like, hundreds of thousands of meters into the ground, so when you enter, you have to dive in from the bus. <laughs> and and then you just fight. Yep. It becomes a paintball arena. I would actually go to that one. That sounds dope. Minecraft would be good. What else? Um, I'm just because Legoland has like a whole franchise of theme parks. Yeah, I forgot Legoland existed, and I've been there. As have I. I, I remember, remember it's water. Mm. Yep, there was uh, there was definitely some water there. I know that I watched a video about Legoland. They like started opening up like you know like bigger roller coasters and like all this stuff, and I'm like, jeez. Legoland ain't just for little kids no more. They recently opened, like, Lego... Uh, Lego Movie World. Wait, they did? Yeah. That's kind of dope. That's kind of interesting. I just looked up, uh, Super Nintendo World, and it it has been delayed indefinitely. Ooh, awkward. It's totally gonna happen, though. I think it's still gonna happen. They have a photo of, like, Super Nintendo World next to, like, Harry Potter Land. It's so strange. So is it going to be... Wait, is it going to be in Universal? I'm confused. Yeah, it's in Universal. Oh. I mean, Universal, I think, is the company... Does Universal own Illumination Entertainment? Because if they do, they are in charge of the Mario movie, so... Wait, there's a Mario movie? Yeah, made by the company. It's being made by the company that made, made uh, Despicable Me movies. That's kind of powerful. I hope Steve Carell plays Mario. <laughs> oh my god I would love that could you imagine Steve Carell's guru voice coming out of Bowser I'm going to steal the princess Mario you cannot stop me I'm just gonna say it now I really hope that they go back to Mario's original voice for the movie which was him as a Brooklyn man oh yeah I mean it just it adds so much character there's dude a Zelda themed theme park would be that would amazing. be so cool if anyone is interested in the agreement between Universal and Nintendo, it's not that Universal owns Nintendo. It's just that they signed a contract and it, that yeah. says Universal has to produce attractions by a certain date to avoid losing the licensing rights to the Nintendo properties. Yeah, yeah Nintendo's very stingy about their things. That's true. That's why we still don't have a Zelda TV show. What do you mean, still don't? We had one. It was nope. wonderful. Nope. We've had no Zelda TV shows ever. It was wonderful. <laughs> that show, that show pains my soul. Actually, well, if... sorry, what was that Kelsey? Oh, I was saying, well, if Mario World does well, they might do Zelda because isn't that their second most popular? Yeah, I think so. It. Yeah, the only other one that could probably beat it is Pokemon, but even then. Oh well, but Pokemon, uh, Nintendo doesn't have all the rights over. That's true. I always forget that. That's very yeah. true. I don't know, man. There's a lot of good stuff out there that I'm sure we're forgetting. Oh, I mean, is there anything else that you guys want to have that you want to say about amusement parks? I know we could talk about it for hours and hours on end. Uh, I, I mean, I don't got anything more to say now. That's true. It'll, it'll probably come up again in the future, as things tend to do on yeah. this show. Like I so, said, I just, I don't have any, like, super interesting stories at the moment. 
Yeah, most of my experiences at, at Disney and all that do not lead to super interesting stories. And all the technical stuff from working at one gets kind of boring if you don't, like, get... Care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, is there anything else you would wanted to bring up? No, I'm also kind of in the same boat of... Probably in the future, there'd be a lot of stuff I could talk about theme parks on. Like, I definitely would love to do another, like, deep dive into, like, <laughs> more abandoned things. Oh, yeah. That's true. Urban I'm sure there's... Yeah, that could be, like, its own episode. Mm. Maybe, you know, one day we'll get back to urban exploring, and if we ever talk about Disney, we'll have to have, uh, we'll have, to have you back on, Kelsey. I would love that. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed yourself. This podcast thank you for having me on. I had a wonderful time. It was a lot of fun. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug? No, there's nothing I would like to plug. Okay, that is perfectly fine. For us, I'll just plug our stuff real quick. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 218timepod for updates and relevant images when we have those. You can join the discussion on our subreddit, r slash 218time. And you can follow or subscribe on YouTube or your podcatcher of choice so that you know when new episodes come. If you do that, be sure to leave us a review. It really helps us out, and we really appreciate it. Well, yeah. thank you all for joining me. Of course, and me. And with that, uh, Godspeed. Our reservoir. Bye.